my name is Roger Armstrong, and I was a psychic child born in 1930. And these are my stories of my training and my development of my psychic abilities. Now, in the other tapes, I talked about being trained to lift things and how my grandpa told me never to make things weightless. Always give them some body. And his example was when you're shoveling manure, you don't want the manure floating around the barn. Now, when I was home, though, there was a woods near my house in a valley. Now, the valley was about a mile and a half to two miles wide. And it circled Cleveland. It was called the Emerald Necklace. Now, I would go down into the woods and I would practice my lifting. And I would talk to the animals and draw with them. And I was doing out-of-body experiences then, being taught by my guardians, so I could float my vision to the tops of the trees and through their eyes then draw the vistas that I saw. I didn't have to climb up anymore, though I liked to. So sometimes I would do both. Now, that was the age when I was attracted to girls and I had girlfriends and I would teach some of them about energy. And to feel the energy of trees and plants and the rocks. Other girlfriends, I, would, I taught how to fly. And so we would meet at night and we'd play tag among the clouds. Now, there's a young woman named Connie and she and I could really connect mentally. We saw the same mental images. We could talk to each other. And we started dancing. And we were so tuned in with our ballroom dancing, because that's what was popular in those days. We won most of the contests, dancing contests, in the city of Cleveland. Anytime we danced, people would stop and they would watch and we'd be the only people on the floor. Even if there wasn't a contest, they would watch us dance. Just because we could join minds and we could meld with the music. This is part of the psychic training. Now, in junior high and high school, they didn't know what to do with me. Here I am, well-liked, preaching at the at, uh, Wednesday nights at church. And yet, my grades were very uneven. I flunked algebra. They put me in a non-college track. So I got lots of art, lots of shop, and me mechanical drawing, and phys ed. And I had to beg them to allow me to take some of the college track courses. So when I took physics, I got A's. I took solid geometry, I got A's. And they just couldn't believe it. Because in English, 
except for writing marvelous stories and plays, my, my grammar and my spelling was just atrocious. Now, later on, I figured out that I was dyslexic. I have a different term for it now. C-E-E-N-esthesia. E-S-T-H-E-S. -E -E well, maybe we should just leave it out. Now, I, I did have problems in, in school that I determined later on that I was probably dyslexic. Now, the Guardian still liked me to draw, and I drew a lot. And on Sunday afternoons, I would take the streetcar to go to downtown Cleveland. Now, the streetcar was an electric car with electric wires overhead on a track. And it cost 10 cents, and the ride was for a half an hour. So I would draw portraits of the people that were on the streetcar. And I would always draw a picture of the conductor. And when I got off the streetcar at the end of the line in downtown Cleveland, I would give the conductor his portrait and drop my dime in the box. Later on, when I gave them my picture, their, their picture, they put their hand over the box and they say, pass on. Now later on, two or three years later, or even later than that, I can't remember quite when it was, but I visited the car barns because they were going to close down uh, the streetcar. And in the, in the lounge, for the conductors and the motormen. They had all my portraits pinned up to the wall. That was very nice. But anyhow, I would climb five-story, five and eight-story brick buildings on the outside of the building so I could get to the top of the building and draw. Now, when I wasn't drawing, on Sundays, I was at church, and I, since I was on the softball team and basketball team, uh, I became interested in, in the youth group. I became the president, and I gave Wednesday after evening talks. And I talked about uh, all things have life. I would talk about things like uh, you can control your destiny, you have a God within, all these things that I, kind, that, that I believed in that were taught to me by, by my guardians. The last talk that I gave, there was standing room only. And my talks were drawing more people than were showing up on Sunday morning. I found that very disconcerting. I felt that people were coming because I was such a good speaker that I was entertaining 
and I wasn't sure that they were listening to the message. So that's the last time that I ever did a sermon or spoke in a church. I did a talk at the Metaphysical Library in Ashland, and I met three men who had similar backgrounds to mine. And that encouraged me then, how many of us are there out there? Now, I am Roger Armstrong, and I am a psychic child. And the reason I'm doing these stories is I want to encourage you who were psychic children to write your story and to contact me.